All right, welcome to uh, Sports Talk NBA. We got our host here, LaSalle, and also Marco is also here. Welcome, Hi, guys. Everybody. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, All right, guys. First question here, right? We're going to talk about LeBron here. Does LeBron own the East? And who deserves credit for that win? All right, we're going to go to you, LaSalle. Let's start with you. Uh, with myself? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, great, great question there, Ace. I think it's quite, um, it's quite clear that LeBron owns the East. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that part is up for debate. Eight straight finals, uh, literally has dominated every single East team that you can imagine, um, starting with the Raptors. I think uh, we're all Raptors fans, and, and we know how um, the past three to four years has been dominated by uh, quite literally a single player and, and, and we're scarred for life. Moving on from the Raptors, uh, Atlanta Hawks have never been able to get by LeBron. The Indiana Pacers have never been able to get by LeBron. Um, the, the Boston Celtics, uh, I, think, I think they got by the, the, the one year, which was, I think, eight or nine years ago with the Boston yeah, Celtics, the big three. 2010, um, yeah. 20, 2010, there you go. Uh, so, that, so, that, so that was the last team that got, that got by LeBron James in the East, and since then he's dominated. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that, like, it's just factually correct that he's dominated the East. That's a good, a very good argument. Marco, I mean, what do you think? I, I agree with that to a certain extent. The fact is that the the East, he has dominated the East, but he's dominated a weak East. His teams have been spectacular compared to other East teams. He's had Dwayne Wade, he's had Chris Bosh in Miami, he's had Kyrie, and he's had K-Love in Cleveland. And I think all the other teams in the East have that he's ever faced have always had missing parts along the way whether that's this year's Celtics that are missing Kyrie and Hayward, whether it's the mentally disabled Toronto Raptors, or whether Very it's true. the nut, nutcase Pistons led by Lance Stevenson. These are not teams that are championship teams or even serious contenders. None of these teams would have been anywhere near top, I would say top four ever in the Western Conference. They would be blown out consistently year in and year out, and this is the competition that he faces. So he does own the East. He owns a weak East, and uh, uh, at the same time, he has had traditionally extremely strong teams that he's put together. So I guess, you know, that's, that's my answer to the question. Well, as, as my good friend Marco highlighted, he does own the East. At the, at the end of the day, you, can, you cannot control who your competition is. I mean, you, you play the hand that you're dealt with. If you're playing poker, you get a royal flush. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Just, just, just fold and move on? No, no, I mean, and I give him credit for taking advantage of, of the Eastern Conference. I agree with you. You, you can only correct. play the hand you're dealt, and you obviously want to swing things into your favor as much as possible. And I give him credit. Absolutely. He's done a great job. He's done a great job with the East. However, if the question were to extend itself, has he owned the NBA, my answer would be very different. But let's not go there unless we should go there. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a completely different argument in terms of, um, you know, the, the, 
the level of competition he has faced. Uh, and, 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 and look, there's, there's no two ways about it. The Eastern Conference has been quite inferior uh, compared to the Western Conference. Uh, uh, but, but, but then again, we, we, we don't have the other side of the argument as to how LeBron would have done if, if, if he was playing, you know, Golden State Warriors or, uh, you know, uh, a Dallas team that was stacked at one point or the, or the San Antonio Spurs. We just, we just don't have the answer to those questions. So what we can really judge him on is the level of competition that he has played. Um, and, and it'll be unfair to, to put a shade on that and, and, and say, hey, you know, he, he could not have gone by, you know, the, the Blazers or the Spurs or, or the Mavs. That, uh, well, we know the, the, the he, we really know, well, I disagree there. Because if we want to give him credit for eight straight Eastern Conference Finals, we have to also give him credit for five out of eight losses. We know that he lost against the Mavericks. We know that he lost against the Spurs. And those losses, whether they happen in, in the finals or in the semifinals, yeah, to me, that doesn't matter. You know, a loss is a loss, a win's a win. You give him credit for his wins. He's owned the East, won eight straight Eastern Conferences. But he's lost five of those eight. And now we'll see what happens with the ninth this, this, coming, this, this, this coming fortnight. So, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't give him credit without taking credit away for losses. Yeah, we'll we'll have to find out just finals what happens, right? We'll have to find out. In my opinion, this is going to be probably his biggest challenge. He's got a yeah, big roster, and let's see and, what he comes up with. There's there's no way to deny that both of the Western Conference teams are are way way better than than the LeBron James Cavaliers. I mean, I I honestly thought, look, they, they were they were the fourth seed for a reason. They, they they redid their they rehauled their entire team after the All Star break. So really, they only had 30 35 games playing together, um, you know, after a major trade that had gone by, um, and 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 they were inferior to to most of the competition. I mean, my Raptors got fucking smoked by this team, and and we all know that that was a that was a mentally weak performance on the Raptors' part. Uh, but but this is a, a significantly inferior team, uh, e- even by by LeBron standards, and, and and for comparing to some of his older teams. Uh, so there, there's no two ways about it. I mean, the Western Conference is a lot lot better than um, than than this LeBron team. So so I I I wouldn't if 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 the Golden State Warriors were to go by, um, and, and I'll have my predictions late, later on. But but I think for the record, uh, everybody would agree that uh, the both Western Conference teams are better. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing more to add to that. I just think that he's yeah. got to show what he's worth, not just to these, but to the whole league. Yeah, and, uh, so, you know, that's about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll... So just one last thing I want to add on to that. If, if we both agree that the Cavaliers are a lot weaker than any of the Western Conference teams, what will LeBron have to do to overcome the either either one of those Western Conference teams, whether it's the Houston Rockets or the Golden State Warriors? Is is there anything that he could do to beat those teams? I mean, look, look. At the same time, look, he has Kevin Love. Kevin Love has been is now six or seven time All Star, assuming he gets out of the concussion protocol. Um, yeah, you know he's he's they got him. 
They also have one of the best three-point shooters of all time in Kyle Korver. Yeah, uh, these are pieces. These are good pieces. They're not terrible pieces. They're better pieces than than I think the Boston had. I think Boston overachieved. Their pieces aren't as good as Cavs. Cavs have underperformed. Their guys have massively underperformed. If their guys come into the finals performing at levels they should be performing at, and LeBron plays what needs to be a spectacular series, that's about all he can do, and he can ask I, for. I disagree, man. I disagree. I think that. Cavaliers are playing over their head right now. They're playing better. Better. Uh, like, I, I think, Marco, we both can agree that Kyle Korver and the J.R. Smith um, have massively underperformed in, in the Boston series. Um, it's guys like, you know, Jeff Green and, um, and um, George Hill – I, th- I think these are the two guys that have really stepped it up and are playing better than they should be playing. But on the other side, Kyle Korver, you know, who supposedly is an all-time great three-point shooter, and maybe he was. He he had a you know three, four, five-year run where where he was making you know 35, 40, 50, 45 percent of his three-pointers. But but I don't think that's the same Kyle Korver that, and we haven't seen that all season long. So. So to say that Kyle Korver is going to be back to his usual self, which was three, four years ago, or I would even argue two, three years ago, I, 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 th- I think that's, I don't think that's happening. And same with J.R. Smith. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. J.R. Smith went like 0 for 11 or 0 for 12 in Boston. Um, so if, if, if they are showing up the way they showed up in, in, in Boston, uh, like that's not the help that LeBron um, is, is hoping to get out of these guys. I mean, it depends how you look at it. Corver shooting a f- over a four three, 0.43, 43% from three this year. How is that not great? You know? Well, in the, in the playoffs. In the playoffs um, this year, I'm play. looking it up. I have it right in front of me. He's shooting a 4.36 for, from three. Those are stellar numbers. You know, those are not numbers that are, that should be disregarded. You know, it, these are these are good numbers. His usage is just isn't that high. He's not being used properly, or or he's he they they can't rely on him to 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 create the way he to create shots or or whatever. But he, I mean, it's like having a Ray Allen. You know, did Ray Allen help the? To me, having Ray Allen and having Kyle Korver is equivalent. You know, Ray Allen hit some key shots. He didn't produce massive numbers, but he hit a few key shots here and there. Same thing with Kyle Korver. I mean, this guy's not going to give you 20 points. But he could hit some key shots easily, you know, when the time counts. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You I know, agree. like this year, he, he's hitting 40, 43, 44, 45% from three, and he's averaging 10 points a game. Those are stellar numbers. You know? and, and I could argue that, um, you know, J.R. Smith's usage is Probably higher than Corver, and 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 maybe Ace or Marco, you guys can find way check too me on high. That. He's way too um, high, and J.R. Smith is really the biggest right. problem. So, so, so let me trade. ask you guys this question. Let me ask you guys this question. At what point do you put the blame on the coach in terms of the strategy that's being used against? You know, I, I could argue if 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 the Celtics are such inferior teams, the coach could have done a lot more than he has. To, to try and beat them in, you know, five or, or six games and not let it go to, to seven games. I mean, at the end of the day, 
you cannot expect a player like LeBron James to constantly play 46 to 48 minutes. I mean, game seven, like, that was just a ridiculous performance to play 48 minutes at such a high level, albeit he had, I think, six or seven turnovers. But, but that's, that's just a crazy usage rate for, for anybody, let alone the guy who's in his, you know, 15th year playing at an elite level. This was his 100th game uh, this, this past season. Like, that's just crazy. No, I so, mean, so at what point do we put the blame on, on the coach itself? Like, we, we never talk about the coach. Talk about which coach? Tyron Lue? The, Tyron Lue, exactly. Tyron Lue, the problem is, is that LeBron is managing the whole team. Tyron Lue more or less can't even open his mouth. He only is, he's only in charge of actually making timeouts. That's it. He's got a timeout scheme. He never actually makes any decisions out there. You know, I feel like well, LeBron I... is deciding everything either in the game, on the court, or in the locker room, he's deciding which style of pick and roll, whether it's a 1-5 pick and roll, a 3-5 pick and roll, whether Kevin loves getting it in the low post, high post. He's always deciding well, Mar- what Marco, the mismatches are. You know, the fact I, is I don't, you, can't bl- you can't blame Lou if Lou can't do anything or if Lou doesn't well, want to speak up because he's going to get fired like Black got fired. Look, I don't, I, don't, I don't disagree the fact that LeBron is calling the shots on the floor or, or he's part of the strategy. But as a coach, you have to be a leader and step up. Like, like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know, Blatt tried to step up and he got fired. Blatt tried to step up and he got fired because LeBron has this organization. More or less, he's calling all the shots and the organization's under his thumb. He can't. The owner's fucked. The owner's making completely... He, the I, I, owner I that's just part of wants, the problem. The Honestly, owner, that's part of the problem. The owner is fucked. There's no two ways about it. But, 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 I, but I, think, I think a strong personality like LeBron James or even Chris Paul, like these guys need a leader. Like I, I can argue that Michael, Michael Jordan was a, was a very strong personality in, in, in the locker room, but Phil Jackson, when he stepped into Chicago, he controlled that. He controlled the ego. He was the only coach that that Jordan had that could control his ego. Other, unless you go back to North Carolina, and I, I forget the guy's name who who passed away recently. He 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 was a very good communicator with Michael Jordan, but he had a similar personality. And same thing with uh, with Kobe Bryant with Phil Jackson. You have to be able to control players like that, or they will end up controlling you, which is what's happening in Cleveland right now. I agree. I mean, look, if LeBron is in charge, LeBron takes all the blame. If LeBron is not in charge, LeBron, LeBron takes no blame. Okay? He gets 100% of the credit if he wins, but he must take 100% of the loss if he loses. That's it. I agree. That. So he's beaten this team. He's beaten his Boston Celtics team, as he should have. Had he lost to this team, it would have been him losing to this Celtics team. I mean, that's it. You can't give him all the credit and take away and take away and give no blame. But let's move on. Yeah, next topic. Whenever you're ready, Ace. Hey guys, can you hear me? Okay, okay. Well, I'll edit this part after anyways. But, uh, yeah, Golden State tonight and also 
Houston Rockets. Uh, looks like Chris Paul is going to miss a game. Still injured with a hamstring injury. And uh, basically the stats on this are uh, reigning champions are 8-0 and and being 7 at this point. And home teams are also um, 80% to win this. What are your thoughts on this game? Who's your X Factor, uh, Marco? Look, uh, my thoughts are I truly believe that these statistics are averages. And the problem is in these in specific situations, there's so many moving variables that those long-term are true. But on the one-off game, I think in this particular case, the Warriors have a huge edge. CP3 essentially won two out of the, out of the three games that Houston has won going into this game. You know, Harden has absolutely disappeared, and CP3 has been the leader in the mental bedrock of this team. Not Harden, okay? And in this, in this position, without CP3, Harden needs to step up, and I just don't see him able to shine even though they're playing at home. And I, I, I think that they get run over here by the Warriors. Even yeah. with the home court, home court crowd, I just don't see it happening. You know, maybe CP3 can hold, can get something off the bench, can give them some kind of motivation, but to not be on the floor is a massive, an enormous, it's just an enormous headwind they have to fight now. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think Durant is going to step up. I think he's a killer. I think he's going to be there. And I think the rest of the Warriors are, are ready to go. They don't want this to be a two-win two team and two-loss team out of, in four years. They need this. They need to get this back-to-back to really cement their legacy, and I think they're going to get this done. There is no fucking possible way that the Rockets beat the Warriors without Chris Paul in Game 7. I don't give a shit if Iguodala is playing or not. It's, it's just not happening. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll preface that by, by you know, referencing a, a couple games. Um, I believe game five and game six, I, w- I was watching some of these rotations that, uh, um, that the Rockets were running, and, and just, just the way Chris Paul controlled the defense and communicated to the guys on the floor with the switches and, and on the offense with the pick and rolls and, um, and, and, and just – on-court leadership, I just don't think James Harden has that in him. He's an elite scorer, don't get me wrong, but he is not the floor general that Chris Paul or, or LeBron James uh, uh, are. So I, I, there, there's, there's no hope in hell that the Rockets win. I don't give a shit if they're out of home or they're missing Iguodala. Uh, on the other side, Golden State Warriors have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, and, and there's no possible way. Like, I, like unless something absolutely catastrophical happens, this game is a wrap. I I even think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, like I said, I agree with that. Chris Paul's really the finisher of this team, even though Harden's going to win the MVP. And this is the guy that won two games for them in the series virtually single-handedly. So, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. And and we'll uh, we'll, we'll do another podcast and and sort of talk about – what the MVP really means, because I have another beef to pick with Harden being the MVP this year, uh, but, th- but we'll leave that for another day.
That was perfect. What do you guys think of uh, impact of Durant is today? Big. I actually think he's going to come up really big tonight. I think this, I think he's hungry. And I think as long as the rotation is, is pretty good, the rotation of the ball that is, and they don't actually get stagnant, I think Durant's going to gonna be lights out tonight. Sal, what do you think? Um, with, with, with Kevin Durant, um, I, I highlighted this in our group chat. Uh, you know, the last, last couple of games, he hasn't shown up in the, in the fourth quarter. But honestly, it doesn't fucking matter because the Golden State Warriors are so stacked that within a matter of 60 to 90 seconds, they can, they can be down by 7 to 10 points, and, and they'll be up by 5 to 6 points in a matter of a couple mm-hmm. minutes. Um, so so I, I, I really don't think Durant is going to be the X factor of, of, of the game, although I do think he's going to have a, a, a big game because he is a superstar and, and he will show up. I don't see him uh, going another fourth quarter with two points and zero assists, just like he did last couple games, which they, they really needed him. I, I don't see that happening a third time. He's, he's too good of a player to, to perform like that, um, especially, especially in a game seven. Here, here's a hypothetical question to you guys. If the Houston Rockets win, does Durant join the Houston Rockets? <laughs> Let's not get out of control. Okay. So, so Kevin Durant is a free agent. Uh, I honestly don't know what the cap situation like is is for the Rockets, but I, I someone will have to look this up. I, I don't even know if they can afford Kevin Durant unless he takes a big pay cut. Um, but, yeah, let's let's. I, I think the Warriors are do, smart. I actually think that these guys are going to do – are going to probably take another two to three years of domination um, to themselves. Yeah, I, I don't think I, – I personally don't think that team is going anywhere either. I think Durant will probably re-sign for less than the max um, just, just so they can, they can keep that team together. Uh, they, these, these guys are smart Silicon Valley type guys, and, 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 and they'll, figure, they'll figure shit out to make sure Durant is on that team past, past this offseason. Perfect, guys. Well, it looks like we're going to wait till game time now, and uh, we'll touch base around halftime. Give our thoughts around halftime. Sounds good. See you guys.